Today I'm sitting down with Genevieve Lopez and we are talking about content creating and how to engage with your social media audience. This episode is brought to you by winesplurge.com where you can pick up this very delicious red blend. I'd say it uh, goes down pretty smooth, guys. Welcome to Boss Life Uncorked where we bring you the latest trends and tips to win your market all while sipping fine wine. I'm your host, Risha Garnada. Uncorked is a podcast show featuring fun and interesting conversations all about business, branding, and marketing trends. In each episode, I interview people who have done some highly notable things in their market, and they end up telling us their secrets to success as we drink some really good wine. Welcome to Boss Life Uncorked, Season two, episode one. So excited. Um, I'm here with Genevieve Lopez, and we are sitting here in Cache in Hillcrest. Beautiful. Isn't this place crazy? It's stunning. Yeah. This is a speakeasy, and when you walk through um, the taco shop, it's like you're walking in the back of the store, and then it looks like a freezer door, and then you <laughs> open it, and then you're like, what? Um, so I just, I just love this venue. When I walked in here, I was like, oh my God. It's absolutely sunny. It looks like you just walked into Paris, yeah. right? Yeah. It's really neat. And then just the vibe is here. Normally they have the lights down and the music going, yep. maybe some acoustic music. And so, um, anyway, love this place. Love that we're here today and kicking off the season right yeah. here. So cheers. Yeah. Cheers, cheers to that. Cheers to that. This wine. Delicious. Yeah. Um, this is, I think blends are just like designed to like go down easier. Smoothly. I know. <laughs> yeah. The second I took a sip, I was like, this is going to be dangerous. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I might say a lot of things here on the show. <laughs> That's the whole point. Um, so tell me a little bit about like your background and, sure. um, I mean, what I know so far is that you, um, you've been in social media and digital mm -hmm. marketing for a while now. And then, um, about three years ago, you launched your own business. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting because I'm so passionate about like digital marketing, social media, and like everything you can do with it. But when I originally moved to San Diego, I had no idea I would even go into like this industry. I think I was really passionate about like political science and social sciences. And I went to UCSD. I studied sociology, culture, and communications. And all of my advisors were like, you got to go into social science. You love people. And so I always thought that's what I was going to do. And then right after college, I went into content marketing and I started you know, understanding and setting people and the way they work in group settings, um, specifically with the Girl Scouts. So I would go out mm -hmm. to like schools and kind of watch little girls interact with each other, then kind of go back to the office and create uh, like a like a pr program and um, th to teach them like conf confidence and, and character oh, and things yeah. like that. And so I got really passionate about content marketing, right. which eventually led me to go into like the startup world mm -hmm. and like advertising and marketing. And so I went from being a writer to an editor and like I think in a matter of like three years being like a director of content and social media. Right. So after about maybe like five years of um, digital marketing work, mm -hmm. I was like, I think I could do this on my own. And yeah. it was like right in the beginning where like everyone was becoming an entrepreneur, that entrepreneur boom, which was yeah. so exciting. So I was right. so inspired by all my friends and, yeah. and, you know, my colleagues and things like that. And mm -hmm. so I started it and naturally it was like the hardest thing that I've of ever course. done. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. And of course they don't tell you that, right? Yeah. It's just like, you know, you got it. You can do it, which you totally can. But I'm like, yeah, this is going to be like my biggest challenge of yeah. my life. But 
I've been going three years now and I mm -hmm. love it. Good. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I think that even when people say, um, hey, this is going to be hard or these are some challenges that you can run into or they give you some feedback on your brand or whatever you're stepping out into, um, the entrepreneur spirit is to think so positively and just mm -hmm. like, there's no way that you're going to fail in your mind, yeah. right? right? So when you hear feedback, even if it's negative, you're able to go like, I'm going to crush this. Like, oh, it's absolutely. going to be totally fine. You know? Absolutely. You're like your own biggest advocate. I, you are, right? yeah. And I mean, that's that's the one cool thing about the business. But then really, if you can take a step back and then listen to some, you know, really get some critique. And that, I'd say that's the hardest thing. That's oh, the hardest yeah. thing for me. Absolutely. And I think you're, you're valuable. pretty much you know, kind of talking about it where it's like getting a mentor is like yeah. the best thing that you can do. Oh my gosh. Somebody who's already been there, done that. Yeah. And who doesn't like sugarcoat anything right. ideally. Yeah. Um, so I think now anytime like I mentor somebody, I like to always talk about like real talk. This is going to be the hardest thing that you've ever done and things yeah. that you wouldn't even like imagine, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I think it's regardless, I think it's been such a fun roller coaster and it's been all over the place and it's absolutely nothing that I had expected, but I'm so grateful for that because I've met so many amazing people, learned so many different things, and now I'm here with you talking about it. Yeah. So it's fun. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I think that um, when you kind of like embody boss life, right, people want to romanticize it and they think like, oh, I'm my own boss. But Absolutely. some people shouldn't be their own boss. They've got to actually have the <laughs> schedule. So if you're not designed to be your own boss, get a mentor. Absolutely. Like you're saying, that actually sees your skill set from another set of eyes mm -hmm. um, because they see things that I, I'm not going to see my mentor and my coach. He sees things that I don't see. And yeah. if I'm down on myself, he'll remind me who I am and all. You know, it's really neat to yes. have that cool balance. And yeah. um, and if you don't have that, get, get yourself a tribe of people that do. Absolutely. Yeah. That's probably one of the biggest things, too. Because I think sometimes, too, it's, like, really hard when somebody, like, real talks to you, too, where it's like, mm -hmm. okay, let's be real now. You you know, need to tone down your ego a little bit yeah. or you need to work a little bit harder in this aspect. But when you have like your group of your tribe or even your group of women who yeah. have kind of been there, done that, mm -hmm. it's just nice to hear their stories too. Definitely. So. Definitely. So being authentic, having an authentic voice and social media, tell us like, how does that play? Like, yeah. how does that, how would you say that that plays out? So um, one of the things I found most beneficial about actually engaging with your audience and building a really strong community that does something for you, mm -hmm. um, I think the best thing to do is to be authentic. And I've, I've tried both things. I've worked with clients who, you know, just kind of want to push out content that's very clickbaity and it's not really transparent with what people are digesting. Yeah. Um, and, and I think maybe it works initially, right? It's all about the sprint, not mm -hmm. the marathon. And so, but over time, it's like you don't get those long lasting um, following that you typically would imagine, right? right. So, um, for example, I once had a client who had 20,000 followers and she was an influencer. She was just in her prime. And she says, you know, make me famous. Give me 100,000 followers. And I was like, okay. So we naturally created her um, a strategy and we're looking at her audience. And for whatever right. reason, her audience wasn't engaged. Yeah. And they wouldn't click on things. So she had, you know, this huge following, but, you know, her likes and, and her posts like, didn't get a lot of engagement. So she'd have maybe like 50 likes to each post. And I'm like, what, what the heck and is you going have, on? And when you have that following, like how many likes are you supposed to? Well, typically I think what's what's good is even like 10%, but there wasn't okay. even that. So, yeah. so it's just like, okay, how do we get this, these people to actually click and engage? So what happened was we ended up scraping her audience, which was like such a, a scary thing because nobody wants to lose their following. Right, yeah. But if the following's not doing anything for you, then it almost doesn't even matter. So we scraped her following and then we ended up building it by just 
like 5,000, right? So it ended up going from 20,000 to 15,000, but it ended up benefiting because she then grew like a very organic, authentic following yeah. with simply her just being, you know, authentic herself. So mm -hmm. pushing out really good, valuable content that her audience actually wants to engage with, right. it ended up helping her out in the long run. So Definitely. yeah, if I, if I could give anyone advice, it'd be that. It'd be to actually have an organic following of people that maybe like the same things that you like or mm -hmm. that you're speaking direct content too. So I think that when someone says, hey, um, make sure that your content is relevant to your customer, that one statement there is like, I don't, what? I mean, if you're not in marketing at <laughs> yeah. all, right? And yeah. so I run into a lot of people that I'm helping out with, like, you actually have to identify your customer and then you also have to identify yourself Absolutely. and go like, who am I? Who am I speaking to? What is my passion so that I can plug away in the middle of the yeah. night, like what, you know, what do I want to do in the middle of the night when I feel like I'm not working, that I'm actually like pouring into my business. Absolutely. And uh, when you identify that and then you identify your customer's needs, then you're able to speak the right content and then you get those followers, right? Yeah. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, I've, I've always been like, I've always wanted to, you know, have this huge following on social media because it like for some reason the public like outside when they look in, that's all they look at. And so it's almost like, gosh, I wish they didn't even show that number. I wish that they would just look at the actual content yep. that you're building. Um, but it is. It's the world we live in. You know? And I think, like, you will get your large following so long as you are being true and having your authentic self. And the best way to do that um, is literally ask your audience, what do you want? What do you right. want from me, yeah. right? And just be super open and have that personal connection with them. Even like market research, mm -hmm. like send out a survey. Say, what do you want to hear from me? And then they'll be the ones who actually like tell you. A lot of the times we want to kind of figure it out. We think we know. And yeah. it's like the worst thing a marketer can do is just know it all, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of the times your audience is going to tell you exactly what they want from you. Right. And then from there, you obviously, like, and it's totally trial and error, right? Right. You just kind of push something out. Does it work? If it doesn't, like, how do you optimize that? Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yes. Especially after That's 2016. Huge. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Once upon a time, you could just grow a following like that. And I think okay. now, like, your public is holding you accountable to mm -hmm. be just, you know, provide value. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, when we look at how social media um, has has like kind of like a bad rap, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like people are saying that it's, you know, they're not living authentically and people are getting lost in the social media world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely think that social media now, I think like for instance, Facebook has 2.5 billion active users. Mm. I think Instagram just recently got to 1 billion you know, active users. And so it's definitely oversaturated with noise, yeah. which again enforces like why you got to just be so valuable mm -hmm. and don't try to worry about, you know, being popular, right? Yeah. If you just give value, like they'll, you, you will definitely resonate with some audience and mm -hmm. there's a lot more people who will um, engage with you than you actually know, right? right? Yeah. Um, one of the things that I always like to tell some of my clients is that, like, if you look at some of the trends that are happening out in the real world, like how literally human society functions, mm -hmm. um, it, it translates to the digital space. So, for instance, I think a lot of the times people, because we are now consuming information so much and at such a fast rate, um, and we're getting things life is just becoming easier, it's safe to assume that that's going to be translated in social media. So, like, 
for instance, if you want, you know, you're out with your friends and having a night out and you want to get home, you just call an Uber and you quickly get home. You don't have to like worry about parking. Yeah. You don't have to worry about drinking water with your wine. So you could actually get home safe. It's, you get, you, things are more accessible to you. And right. so, and then you could look at social media and see that that's going to be the case too. Like you need accessible information. So that means that people are going to consume information a little bit differently. So I think a lot of the times we can look at society and just understand that it translates into the digital space similarly. Yeah. Now for someone that you are, like let's say that you're working with a client who is kind of starting at the beginning maybe and they don't have any type of following, what would yeah. you say is like step one to yeah. get started and actually like starting to engage with people and growing just from one? Or, I, yeah. I mean, I, so I, I work with a lot of people like that, right? Yeah. So where do I start? I think yeah. a lot of the times it's important to find some inspiration. Like mm -hmm. who do you admire in the, in the social world, right? Like who is somebody that you aim to be mm -hmm. and then kind of reverse engineer from that? Mm. Is it time for second point? Yeah, definitely. Well, because I'm low and you're going <laughs> to have more too. Okay, so really get inspired by other people and yeah. what they're actually putting out there. And even if you have, like, let's say you have been around for about one month mm -hmm. or and you have some kind of traction, even if it's, like, a couple people to your site a month, yeah. I think understanding your data is the best thing you can do. So have your finger on the pulse of what's happening all the time. What are people clicking on? Right. When do they click on things? Mm -hmm. um, what do they do once they actually land on your page? Are they actually, you know, scrolling all the way down to what content do you have at the bottom? Do they want to read more? I think all that information is easily accessible to you if you obviously utilize the right tools, right? Yeah. So you can put a heat map on your web page and start tracking things ahead of time. Okay, what's a heat map? Okay. So I discovered the setup. I'm like, what is that? I, don't even know that. <laughs> I discovered a heat map a couple years ago, and I was like, oh, why didn't I understand? Like, know, I know about this sooner? But it's pretty much. I, so I use Crazy Egg, which is like shout out to Neil Patel, who I love. But he, so it's a it's a tool that you can put on your actual website, and it's a heat map. So what it does, it tracks where people are clicking, where they're actually, you know, moving their mouse, how far along down that they go on the actual the web page and things like that. And so you can identify what people are clicking on. So for instance, if they're clicking on team, that means that they want to know who your company is, who backs, you know, your finances or your marketing team and things like that. If they're clicking on about, it's because they want to ingest that information. Right. So, um, so it's just a really heat map. It'll show like red and yellow and then where it shows, I think blue, it's like no one's even going there. Oh, so like, like, I just see what that's that. Like. <laughs> but again, it's called data, right? Yeah. So like literally data can tell you where you need to take your, your company, pretty mm. much. It's a good guide, I think. Yeah. So I think that's the best thing that you can do, especially when you're, like, starting off a business. Obviously, even if you're, like, halfway through, yeah. like, take a look back at your Google Analytics. That will literally tell you what your audience wants. Right. So what if, though, someone just is starting out their Facebook or their yeah. Instagram? So I'll give you an example. For me, I big on Facebook. People would always tell me, like, oh, Risha knows social media, blah, blah, blah. And I, do, I would know it, but I wouldn't take it to that next level. Like I wasn't doing ads. I wasn't doing much with it. Yeah. Um, but I had the knowledge of like the content creating right. and all that headlines, all that kind of stuff. And, um, I was one of those ones that like, I wasn't getting into Instagram at all. Oh, like wow. I had an Instagram account. I think I had like 400 or 300 followers, yeah. with, like 16 posts when I actually was like, okay, I'm going to actually start Instagram again and grew that to a thousand. But I'd say like, nice. if I could have tips to like, I mean, even down to like, what do you put in your, um, mm -hmm. in your info? Like I had to, I had to learn all that. Like what, it, what should you have your title be? Absolutely. Um, yeah. what should you, I mean, these are all important things because 
you'd be surprised like how confusing it is with the noise. Again, if you're selling a product or a service and someone clicks on you and you're still like, I have no idea what she does for a living. Still, oh, right. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, Super mom, dog lover, um, antique shopper. Like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. No, but it's fun. And they're like, well, I want to connect with all those people. Great. But tell them what you do for a living. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's anyway. funny. A lot of the times people get very wordy. But yeah. because people's attention spans, like I was saying earlier, are just, it. no, it's yeah. just, there's too many things happening. So they noise. need to get information quickly. And right. so if you're not providing that, then they're just going to probably pass you by. Yeah. Um, I think you have your, the first step down is just like, you know, starting off and having mm-hmm. good quality content. Like yeah. a lot of the times people don't necessarily have that and it's tough. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to provide that value that yeah. we were talking about, right? And then of course, follow best practices. Um, I think like it's we're all like managed by these algorithms and if you don't necessarily follow best practices, like have good quality headlines, good quality images, no matter how great your your maybe blog article might be, right. if it's not following best practices, then you're mm-hmm. not going to even get shown to anyone. So yeah. follow those best practices. Um, give information really quickly. So it's like, for instance, Instagram, right? We took a picture here, drinking our wine. We want to be able to like give value right away. Again, people's attention spans are so short. Right. So they're going to um, just read maybe like the first two lines. Mm-hmm. And then if they're not actually like resonating with you initially, then they're going to, again, keep scrolling. Right. right. Yeah. So yeah, That's definitely. Yeah. Um, another thing that I like to, to you to always talk about is like there's ways to hack. So let's say we, we, take, you know, take this photo, we post it up on Instagram and we have a couple hashtags. So let's say we do like, you know, whining or something yeah. and wine and dine. So immediately, as soon as we post that piece of content, your, our piece of content is hot off the press. So right now the algorithms are identifying, is this content that we even want to show anyone? Mm-hmm. And we're competing with everyone else who literally posted at that time. Yeah. So what I like to do is I like to go into each hashtag immediately after posting and start engaging. And so what that does, oh. it gets eyeballs on us right wow. away. Yeah. And so the algorithm, let's say Instagram's algorithm will be like, oh, people are paying attention. Let's boost her content up, up on the newsfeed. Nice. So that's like a little hack you can do where you don't have to necessarily, you know, focus on paid media. You right. could just growth hack that. And of course it takes a little bit of time, but I always say like, spend some time on your social media. It'll like right. benefit you in the long run. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. Um, a lot of the the content I consume has to do with like engaging and anything that has to do with social media. I mean, they say that it's just like, if you post a photo and someone responds to it, yeah. take the time to actually go like, Hey, thanks. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Actually like have a conversation with that person. Um, but actually the, I never even thought of to go into the hashtag, but right. I've gone into locations and gone like, okay, in San Diego, you know, I'll add, I'll start following those people so they follow, nice. but it's always been like a follow for a follow, yeah. but the actual engaging hack is huge. Do you always use 30 of the hack? Is it 30 is the limit? 30 I, or 40? I just do what's relevant. Just do, okay. What's totally relevant. Yeah. Sometimes you can kind of get, you know, it gets too busy. Yeah. Um, if it's relevant to what we're doing, sometimes just one powerful hashtag that's so relevant to your piece of content can right. do way more than 30 hashtags that are somewhat relevant. Right. Um, so yeah, I like how you're following people within your community. Social media can be something where people are actually connecting, like you said, and it doesn't have to be a place where you're sitting behind your phone and just, you know, posting stuff. It can actually be a place to connect. So I have a question for you. How do you create your content? So let's say for Instagram, do you have like your... Um, your booze, take your photos regularly, or like, how do you actually create your content? Because I find that the most difficult to where like, okay, I'm focusing on all these clients. Right. Um, 
accounts and it's yeah. hard, it's hard to do mine because yeah. it's just like you don't prioritize that focus on your actual profile yes but you're you know I'm focused on so many different things and I know you do a lot of things too so how do you actually create that content yeah so the probably the I'd say like the first thing that always comes to mind to write it down or like create I go into my notes on my phone and I actually just write down ideas so and if I don't write it down I forget Okay. So that's the, that's the first thing. Because we can't always, like, stop and be like, you know, selfie, this is how I'm feeling, current mood. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah. but and then I'm so, like, I'm such a perfectionist that I sometimes do have to sit with it a little bit and, like, write yeah. something out. But I like to put it in my notes on my phone because they're always accessible on any computer. And um, I'll be driving around and I'll start thinking about, mm-hmm. about whatever topic will mm-hmm. come up. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I probably listen to about, I'm not even kidding, this blows people, like, I listen to three hours a day at least. Podcasts. Yeah, of other wow. people's podcasts. I'm consuming content constantly because I I feel like my, well, I don't feel like it is, my role here is to bring value to people. Absolutely. And so I want to get as much information in and then filter it through, like, is this relevant to my viewers? Is this relevant to my friends? Um, I was sitting in a meeting today, and it was a marketing meeting, not even for any, like, it's, it's volunteer work. And I used something that I just heard that actually ended up being relevant for what we were talking about. Awesome. And it was, it was an idea that is so obvious, mm-hmm. but, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> but then when you hear it, you're like, oh, my gosh, and then I can apply it and use it in this situation. And so, and I also think of, like, um, how is this valuable? Like the information that um, I'm thinking about right now or whatever idea that I have, how is this valuable? How can I help people? Mm-hmm. And, I, and when you think about it that way, it's like you're, you're actually talking to the, the exact person you want to talk to. Right. Instead of, I don't know, yeah. the world. You know, you're talking to like the, the person that actually needs that service that you're yeah. giving them. Yeah. That's actually really admirable. Yeah. You're literally dedicating that much time to like, love your it. craft. I love learning. Yeah. yeah. It's fun to me. And we did, we definitely do not have all the answers. I think I said this earlier where like the, the worst thing a marketer could do or even just like a business person, which you are actually your own best marketer, mm-hmm. um, is, is think like you know it all. Think, yeah. think that you know it all. It's, it's dangerous. Like I, and of course you don't want to feel like you don't know anything, but like right. just constantly continuing to learn. Like mm-hmm. you said, like learning and loving learning is like super convenient, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I like podcasts too. I'm a little like, I definitely don't listen to as much like marketing or, or business podcasts. Mm-hmm. I love those like. Like the mystery ones? Those That's ones. What people, so people tell me that. And I try, <laughs> I guess I can't like, I don't know. I can't. I, oh I have my a, God. When I'm in work mode, I can't really read a fiction book. I have a really okay. hard time with it. I have a hard time. I can sit there, so I'll watch Netflix for five hours, but I won't watch Netflix. I'm sitting there. It's there in the background. I'm typing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think I there needs to be, I have to be, I have to put myself in vacation mode. I'm a workaholic. Like when we talk about like. I feel that. Yeah. I yeah. just, um, it's actually kind of sad. So my husband will be like, you're either obsessed with work or you're playing your guitar. Or then it's like, I have to be like, okay, we're being present with the family right now, you know, but yeah. I, it has to be very like, this is what I'm doing. But I'm just sitting there watching TV. It's just like. I <laughs> well, I agree. I think TV yeah. is like just like a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But like, yeah. I think that I I work too. Like when I work too much, I just want my brain to just stop and yeah. be in that like drama, the drama those like yeah. murder mystery drama. Right, so. that's fun. Yeah, that is fun. But if you find a podcast that's exciting and um, kind of speaks to you, it's all different energies too. So right. if you 
like someone with a little bit more energy, you're going to go towards this person on a podcast if you like the way this person talks. There's just so much to it, you know? And so I'll listen to a couple of them and be like, nope, and then I'll move on. Okay. Um, there's one that everybody loves. I'm not going to say it here, but they love it, love it, and I just can't. Okay. To me, yeah. it's, like, too masculine. I'm like, I can't get in that jive. Like, I need – and there's some that are too feminine. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's just – it's weird how that works. But, um, well, I feel like we got a lot of information on basically, like, how to engage yeah. with your social media audience and – how to write the right content. So just thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I love, you know, it's so easy to talk to you. And if I can provide value in any way, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I love that. I definitely need your help. So cheers. 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 (laughs) Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next week. And remember to hit the subscribe button on your favorite platform. Reviews really help us out. And remember to share the show if you got some serious value out of us today. If you are interested in exploring anything we talked about, visit uncorkshow.com.